Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Wait, are you gaming on a Chromebook? Yeah, it's got a high-res 120 hertz display, plus this killer RGB keyboard. And I can access thousands of games anytime, anywhere. Stop playing. What? Get out of here. Huh? Yeah, I want you to stop playing and get out of here so I can game on that Chromebook. Got it. Discover the ultimate cloud gaming machine, a new kind of Chromebook. And my mom wishes that when I launch, I'm Opaeus Phoenix, and I want a condo in Neil Stoneland. This is Regeneration globes are making me thirsty. <laughs> He's a little incoherent, but welcome Splood to the Nexus, everybody. Finally, we get vocalization for Splood. I think one of the Critical Role guys did the voice for that for Splood. Oh yeah, clearly that's that's yeah. either Mercer or uh, O'Brien. Uh, it's got to be one of those guys. But uh, great work, fellas. <laughs> Good job. And uh, now we finally know that. It wasn't just rumors. Splood indeed coming to Heroes of the Storm soon. He wants a condo in Neo Stormwind. That's right. See? Oh. Yeah. He's got conditions. Don't we all, though? Don't we all kind of want that? Didn't he also want to be OP as Phoenix? That's the part I think I understood. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Okay. Yeah. So now Heroes development team have to walk back the announcement they made today about being more reasonable (laughs) with their hero releases because they can't. Splood's not going to show up for work. Yeah. OP, OP is Phoenix. OP yeah. as OP, OP as. Be careful. I, I gotta stop now while I'm ahead. Yeah. yeah. Hey, uh, look at this. It's the Heroes of the Storm show called Core, and uh, we're bringing it right back to you here for April 12th, 2018. Thanks for uh, the patience for a day. We had some schedule stuff that made it so we had to move one day this week, but uh, not a big deal. It's not a permanent schedule change. We're still uh, normally Wednesday nights, but uh, good to have. Live folks here, and uh, good to be back with you guys. Now, here's the deal. Uh, John Jagger and Bo Schwartz. I'm Scott Johnson. Forgot to do that part. Hi, Scott Johnson. Hi. Hello. Hello. Uh, one of the things that happened this week um, was some news about Sylvanas, uh, Windrunner. You're familiar with her. She's kind of purple. She's got the whole Blue Arrow deal. Uh, she's uh, she's She watches a, over me. Yeah. She's for the Horde. She watches over you. She's the Dark Lady uh she doesn't like her and gen gray may as well just freaking kill each other like there's a lot of 
a lot of stuff I could tell you about her, but those are the basics. And she's John's favorite character ever. In fact, where's your statue? Right back there behind your head. There's his, yeah. uh, how many feet is it? Two feet, two and a half feet, three feet? A legally obligated amount of feet. <laughs> uh, statue of said dark lady. And she's awesome. And uh, we've always liked her as a character in the game. She's been typically, uh, well, not typically, she's always been classified as a specialist. And her job especially in your early days and certainly even up till today is to control minion waves and shut down towers and this sort of stuff. But man, her recent changes have made her more of an assassin than ever. So John, I'm going to throw this to you because you're the big Sylvanas nerd here. I mean, we all like her, but you really like her. Uh, how do you feel about these changes? Does it drive you to go, Oh yeah, I haven't picked her up in a while. I need to play her more. And should she, the big question at the end of all this, should she be reclassified as an assassin? Um, no, I think she's where she needs to be. Uh, I, I think ultimately, um, we're gonna, we're gonna talk about the patch a little bit later, but, uh, you know, Sylvanas, she gets picked right now and you kind of know what to expect from her. You, you know that she's going to go to a lane and she's going to shoot at your towers and turn them off and generally kind of annoy you. And that's what she does. That's what she's picked for. That's how you play her. Um, but I have always really liked a build with her that's a little bit more aggressive. You know, you take the thing where you can, you know, fire your withering arrow five times, then you can do your little banshee dash and you can fire it five more times and, uh, you know, aggressive like an assassin. Uh, but again, that's not why you pick her. Nobody's like, well, we need an assassin. We better get Sylvanas on the case. Right, <laughs> and I I still don't think people really are going to pick her that way, but it got me thinking about: Are there characters that we play in ways that go against expectations and against what what people typically think of them? I mean, we've talked about bows on a play where he will literally shoot his healing darts at the enemy team because he's. But you're cool. supposed to shoot them at the end of... Oh, no, wait. <laughs> Agroana. The sleeping darts. It's the sleeping darts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're supposed to use... No, the healing. Yeah, the you're, healing you're supposed to shoot uh, sleeping darts at them instead of bow throws. It's to confuse the enemy team. Yeah. Ruse. Useless yeah, like, healing oh, he darts at them. he doesn't know what to do. Oh, I'm asleep. Let's hurry and put those on cooldown so none of my team can be healed. Yeah, it's a normal uh, thing you do. Sure. But, I mean, that's the thing. is like We all play characters occasionally in very unconventional ways and it could be for a lot of reasons and i was just curious if there were any that you guys uh could think of in particular that you say oh, you know what i i do play this character a little different than what's expected well, well what's, i saw oh go ahead Bob. oh scott you got one well i, I don't actually have one i I'll, i'm gonna throw it to today. you I'll, I'll hand one to you because you probably have one i'm just gonna say this about john of all the people i've ever played with you're that guy the most uh the way you play um, are, even some of your favorite characters are Tannis, Diablo, a, a tanks of various sorts. Oftentimes you get to the end of the score screen and you're like, mm, somehow John got uh, total siege damage and total uh, you know, player damage higher than anyone else, and he shouldn't have. Like, you do this a lot, I feel like. And it's always... Johanna and Diablo in particular. Yeah, especially yeah. Diablo. Diablo is not supposed to be a DPS monster, and somehow... John gets him to be that by the end, and it's pretty damned impressive. So I just wanted to throw that in there because of, of everyone I play with, you're that guy. It's like, well, all right. Oh, you say I got to put my round peg in a square hole? 
and you figure out how to do it, which is kind of cool. It's a it's a wake up call if you're thinking you can't play a character in the way you want to, or the way you you feel like you should. You kind of can in this game if you, I don't know, you find a way. But anyway, Bo, you had an actual example. Go yeah, ahead. Well, I was gonna. I was gonna it's it's not taking this topic seriously, but I played a Chen game before the show today and they had a blaze and a Diablo and we had a Dehaka Chen and team started complaining. You know, it's just quick match things. Oh, they get all the stuns and we have all the bruisers. GG. And I, and then I was like, typey, typey, keep your chin up lads. <laughs> and everyone was like, yes. I mean, we lost the game, but I started typing things like, I'm going to go soak the brew in bot lane. <laughs> but wow. then I started to die a lot, and the Genji type back was like, please change up your place. <laughs> it was like, sweet, I've got the hook. And so you're not really supposed to play Chen like a troll, but that's how I play Chen. Well, is it is it to the is it to the game's benefit or weakness that you you can't just play a character the way you want to play them. I don't know if that makes sense, but I mean, yeah, because what I how I like to play. Everyone complains, you know, and maybe rightly so. Who knows? Chen is not good. He doesn't have stuns. He just sits still and doesn't do anything. But when he's broken and can't be killed, that's like I'd rather not. I just want to sit there and drink and soak all the damage and not die. It just so happens it doesn't seem to work anymore as much. But mm-hmm. when it did, that's how I enjoyed playing Chen, which sure. might be the right way to play him. I don't know. Well, no, I think that's true. Nothing. There's a couple characters that you don't you don't see a lot of when you do. It's kind of 50 50 on if you'll see a good version of that hero. But when you see the good version of these heroes, the people who have put in the time and know them, uh, they're annoying as hell. Like Chen, good Chen players are the worst. Oh, my gosh. I hate playing against the good Chen player. Mm -hmm. A regular Chen player. Fine. But somebody who's like, nope, all I do is Chen all day. That will be the most obnoxious fight you're in. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, so I agree. I, I think there's a lot of that. I think that's true. Like, I don't like, I would not want to play against classic John Sylvanas for the same reasons. Like, I think you're scary with her. You play her in a way that the other team isn't prepared for. It. They'll come down there and go, well, all right, we got to stop this because these to- we need these towers or we need these minions to keep rolling. And they think that's how they're playing or that's how you're playing Sylvanas. And it turns out you're like, no, ho, 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 I'm playing her more like she's a DPS lady. Get out of my way. And it's, and it's trouble. Um, uh, other characters I think that are good at this. Like if you want to use them in multiple ways, I would say Nazebo's pretty good at uh, being used in alternate ways. I think that, uh, I've seen some people take Probius in places. I never thought I'd see, um, in terms of, you know, yeah. being- that's a, good one actually because i've used that worker rush to chase down people and you you want to see imagine somebody being like panicked at the keyboard all of a sudden the little probe that you think is the weakest character in the game just makes that dumb little like wind up noise and just starts running after them they're like oh god no just hunts them down yeah like uh, kyle does this with probius he's really good with him and and it freaks me out when i see somebody playing him well but as far as characters I play that I feel like I play differently than I'm supposed to, I mean, maybe that maxed out for me with Karazim. Um, Like, he he can be played in so many different ways. He's so much more, at least he was, a lot more versatile. I don't think he is so much now. I feel like now he's a little weak on the healing side. But but he was he was so much more of a weird DPS build if you wanted to. And, and you could just kind of create your own fun with him. 
And um, I don't know, maybe Varian falls into that category. You know, you you see some incredible tanky Varians, and then you see a depressingly good uh, Varian who's great at Twin Blade and DPS builds, and like that. That's always interesting to me to see that. So TBK, don't get excited. Just calm down. We're not talking about you. Anyway, the point is, there's some fine characters to pick up and try in ways that you maybe hadn't thought of, or maybe. Maybe you just decide to play them in different ways. The chat room's throwing all kinds of their own thoughts on this um, about what characters they are, which reminds me, by the way, if you're paying attention in the chat room, there's a way to submit your favorite heroes characters right now. I'm keeping a list for the end of the show. You can also vote on other people's picks if you so desire. Uh, so we just follow uh, Wicked Kitten and MacBook Pro 17 and anyone else in there that looks like they know what they're doing. They'll tell you how to submit your favorite character, and then we'll take a look at that list after the show and see what you chose. And maybe your character's one of these, one of these weird hybrid, I play it a different way kind of dudes or ladies. I think Tracer is another pretty decent example because Tracer recently went through a pretty big change uh, and actually really helped her win rate for a while. We'll see where she's at now, but uh, they shifted her from the character that dove in, did a lot of damage, and then got out as quickly as possible. You know, this sudden burst-type character. And they made her more sustained, which is always the way I preferred to play Tracer. And now I'm a little sad, because now they're balancing her, and I missed my window to try OP Tracer that played the way I always liked to play her anyway. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I only played her ever one way, so I don't have as good a perspective on her. But but yeah, she she clearly fits into this category as well. Um, but any others you can think of before we, uh, mm, no, no, not really. Like, yeah. yeah, no, well, I mean, I, I, <laughs> I go convection Kael'thas and no one takes that, but that's too, I think that's too esoteric. I think we're talking more in an abstract role sense, not in like, I take an unpopular talent like a noob. Yeah. I mean, we, I take, what is it with Stukov? His, his shove over the slappy one almost every time. And people are like, wait, that's that's no good. You should be doing that in here. And I'm thinking, no, <laughs> you should be having a giant fleshy hand push a guy. That's what you should be doing all the time. This other thing's fine, but why would you use that when you have the other thing? But that's different. That's just like, you know, one talent preference or whatever. But we'd be curious as to what you say, listeners. What characters are you playing in ways you think are, you know, not broken or wrong, but just, you know, they give you the most satisfaction that maybe play against type. Uh, we find that very interesting. All right, speaking about uh, what they're doing with heroes and stuff. Kind of a big deal. I don't know. Development update. Yeah, so uh, Bo, I'm going to throw a lot of this your direction because why not? But Alan DeBerry uh, came out and said a couple of days ago they were formulating a response to ongoing community concerns, things that come up a lot. How's the MMR situation looking? What's going on with performance-based matching? All that kind of thing, and they finally did. Uh, that is to say, specifically, today. specifically, the uh, Reddit was overrun by unique threads concerning these the concerns addressed here. So things like you know, as you said, matchmaker and all that kind of stuff. Right. I feel like it's strangely, and I could be mistaken on this because I wasn't tracking it. It was after all the Deckard announced stuff that we did last week that all of a sudden. There was an uptick in like there because remember we, you mentioned on last week's show being like it was good but there's stuff missing didn't mm-hmm. feel like stuff was missing mm-hmm. and I feel like almost that this uptick in discussion and criticism about 
lack of responsiveness on ongoing community issues that they've bring been bringing up for, is it years now? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some of these are since launch. Yeah. Uh, so longstanding issues that we've consistently got the PR answer, or, you know, it's not high on the list or it's, um, you know, something we're thinking about, but they don't have a response for. So they've done a lot of good things this year. So, but these ongoing things that are nagging at the community that really hit a um, fever pitch. And it, you know, Alan DeBeery had come out and uh, made a post, which we originally had here is what we're going to talk about. But then this thing dropped like a few hours before the show. And um, so we're going to talk about that. But he had come out and responded to it. And this is, this is basically their, like, their PR response to everything they perceive to be common issues. Like it's all over the place. It's almost, you'd call it like a a development roadmap, but it very smartly actually answers and addresses uh, concerns that have been brought up and not just saying, Oh yeah, we see you there and your, your, your concerns there, but having acknowledgement and then, a response saying what they're going to be doing. Most of it sounding soonish rather than laterish. Yeah, I got that impression as well. I mean, it wasn't so much a post about, and here are all the things we finished and they're ready today. It wasn't like that. It was more like, you know, we know about this one. You say you think we've been weak on this and we agree. And here's what we're doing. Like a lot of that sort of language. Um, let's just start right up top. Item one. And maybe the most important, they say this, we recognize that we haven't been as communicative, I can't talk, we haven't communicated very well with the community recently, as we could have been doing, and going forward, we want to increase our presence and share more of our thoughts and plans with you. Uh, That seems good. I mean, that's hard to quantify, but it still seems good. It's been a bit of an uptick. We did get a developer's update. I mean, you know, we all have short memories when it comes to stuff, but Ellen DeBeery and... Was it Kyle Dates? No. Another person. Ah, who was the second person? Damn it, I can't even remember. There was two people, though, that did a developer yeah. update yeah. on YouTube, and that was really great. And then they just had the PAX event. So, I mean, they've been out there doing stuff, but there's this need for the player base to kind of have, like, almost like a weekly check-in or, you know what I mean? Like, you almost feel like if you haven't responded to your community base meaningfully within a week in some form of engagement that, you know, given the way other games are kind of doing it feeling like you're you need reassurance right so they recognize that that's something that the heroes player base wants and i I think we do well and i think you nailed it because i i was wondering where it all came from too i thought why did everybody just suddenly go to reddit and flood reddit with ah we need this you know posts all at the same time and i couldn't figure it out and i think you're spot on i think a lot of people knew pax was coming knew they were going to have a presence at pax and I think a lot of people in their minds said, okay, well, let's see what they say. And when all they said was, new hero, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people were like, well, that's it. They're not working on the stuff that needs to be done. Mm-hmm. And, right, right. Uh, it it kind of just looks like we they have their own agenda, and it gives that perception. Yeah. The other guy was Matthew Cooper. I just oh. um, But, yeah, so I think it, I think, hopefully, that, it seems to be an acknowledgement of that. So, hopefully, the what we've started here is going to be an ongoing continuation of not just because we get a lot of stuff from them. We get patch notes, we get content drops, we get stuff, but we don't get, you know, it's uncle Alan 
I'm here to let you know, game's doing good this week. <laughs> like something mm-hmm. along those lines. Mm-hmm. Just like this feeling of reassurance, I suppose. But not just that we need a face saying that stuff, but we need, they, we need some acknowledgement on some longstanding issues. Well, maybe he is. I mean, maybe he'll become more Jeff Kaplan-y and less behind the scenes as a result of this. And maybe that's a good thing. Maybe it's Maybe it's not enough. I mean, ultimately, having a face come out and tell us things on a regular basis let's say every couple of weeks getting a more personal sort of what's going on here uh, on the heroes team kind of message maybe that's great in all kinds of ways but it doesn't necessarily mean that all our problems are being you know having having fixes applied to them constantly uh what the message i got from this overall thing was that they want they want to be on message with us and open with us but also that openness shows to show us the progress on the issues they're addressing um, and less just like ethereal ideas of, well, we need to improve matchmaking. Like what the hell does that even mean? There's no time. What, what does that mean on time? Um, we're a year, basically it's like a year and some days or something anniversary since 2.0 launched and to have on that anniversary, them addressing this and, and, and the community kind of uproaring a little bit about it um, is both, slightly unfortunate but also maybe a good turning point like and maybe this is a good point for them to sort of pivot and say we're going to be more open we're going to talk about what we're doing we're going to talk more about concrete plans we're going to pull back in this way we're going to push forward in this way like i like that kind of transparency so i personally think this is a really good uh, move for them and you can't just rely on the on the roll the rolling hype factor routine that they do um, yeah. as, as excited as I get for it, it's like, ooh, this new hero, I'm so stoked. It's not enough to just go and entering the next says, old man, Deckard Kane, and then, and then go away for a while. And then the character comes out and he's OP at launch and like rinse, r- rinse and repeat that kind of back and forth doesn't address any of these core issues. And so I feel like this is all good steps in the right direction. Well, it also focuses us as a community yeah. because they didn't come out and say, here's everything we're working on. They said, here's everything that's getting uh, discussed. And some of the things they said, yeah, we don't think this is that important. Like, we understand why you're talking about it, but we think it's a low priority at the moment. And that helps us, too, even though that might be disappointing to some people to hear that. It helps us say, okay, well, now I at least understand where this falls in the priority. Maybe I shouldn't be out there banging the drum saying, hero swap is the next thing they need to add to the game now i know they've acknowledged they they realize that's a thing it's not high priority at the moment they're working on this other stuff and i can go about my life (laughs) i can focus on other things rather than yell about uh hero swap in uh solo queue constantly sure yeah it's 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 just interesting so that's the overall crux the first one i read here's item number two queue time versus match quality i thought this was interesting and this, we presume, is about all modes in the game, not just, you know, Hero League or all Team modes League. matchmaker thing. Says, quote, given all your feedback, it's clear we've been favoring reduced queue times a little too much. Moving forward, we're going to harden these rules in order to enforce higher quality matches. Uh, the actual uh, text that that was taken from was a little bit longer. It basically described how, uh, you know, this challenge that they have to to have people get timely matches, that's important, but it's as are more important to make sure when you do finally get those matches, whatever the time it took to get them, that they're well matched so that the quality of the match itself is elevated. And they have 
they basically admitted to favoring quicker times over quality of match, which takes longer, especially in higher ranked play. That's really where the focus of this seemed to be. So yeah. bow and higher, basically, uh, that's a problem or could be a problem if those are longer wait times, I guess. But you would, I mean, Bo, tell me if I'm wrong, but wouldn't you rather have a longer wait time for a great match than a shorter one with, you know, sketchy? Sure, but I, I think that's true of all modes. Like, you know, it it, it doesn't, it, as I'm sure it's true in quick match too. And, and, and I guess I would rather wait five minutes for a match to spend 20 minutes. Let's bring those game times up, by the way. Um, but to spend 20 minutes a match rather than 20 minutes on a waste of time mm. and then waiting again, because that's basically a 20 minute queue plus, you know, like it's a bigger waste of time to get me in a match fast that I didn't enjoy than to make me wait to get a good match. And look, if we've got to wait to get a good match because our community is just a small player base, mm. then that's something we just have to accept. I think like Blizzard can't make people play the game uh, just so that we can have a short queue time. I don't, I don't. I don't think, think they were so much saying that. Do you? I mean, they. I mean, not. I'm just saying hypothetically. If there's enough player base, then great. If you're playing at 4 a.m. when the population's super low, well, you're playing at 4 a.m. Your wait's going to be. You know, sure, it's going to be worse. Well, like, right. you know, or you're going to get played. If you, I don't know if you've ever been matched with anyone at 4 a.m., but it's a nightmare. <laughs> it's a freaking night. But you're like it's 4 a.m. and you're it's like uh, it's infomer- your infomercial Joe playing heroes at 4 a.m. quick match. <laughs> And you're just like, I just need to keep playing because I'm stupid. And, and you know, like, it, 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 so you don't expect. I just made a weird sound. You did, and guess who's going to go capture it? <laughs> oh, good yeah, I'm going to totally <laughs> go get that. It's awesome. Um, so the uh, so at 4 a.m. the matches are bad, yeah. and so the thing is, it's like it's it's just assuming the worst case scenario that there'd be a fear of well, we have to wait five or 10 minutes during peak hours because we just don't have a ton of people. I'd still rather play a good match. Well, they did. And they did say that. They said it under sure, yeah. the the guise of, hey, there's not a lot of people in Grandmaster and Master because that's what they were talking about. They said it's not a big population um, and it's intentionally not a big population. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do think that Bo's right. I think that could theoretically apply um down i would say that's my one if i'm gonna give a a critique i think that they focused at least the way it read to me very much on the highest level of play and let me tell you even as somebody that plays in silver gold that area i would much rather wait for a good match yeah Um, i would too don't i don't want this to be just uh well we did this for our high level players no i want good matches across the board blizzard yeah like i i never once in my life have said well i stick with heroes because at least i don't have to wait long for a match i do stop playing because i've had a string of bad matches and i'm sick of wasting my time right i've i went and uh tried to play a little dota 2 i didn't tell you guys about this um i did it because i was i was interested in seeing what if anything their new changes like their monthly thing would do to people i was just curious and i already had it installed so i thought you know what i'll just go in there and check it out and as i figured i really don't like how game plays i'm not a fan uh, hats off to everybody who loves it it's not my thing um heroes is what got me to be a mobile player and the old and the mobas that became everyone's mobas are really just not doing it for me but um i did notice this and part of it is I'm a very sketchy player over there and that I've barely touched it 
numerous times, but I'll get in for a match here and there and then I'm gone. Uh, that was an interminable amount of time. What I'm getting at is they have the same problem. Um, and I'm not trying to do kind of my own version of video game whataboutism here, but I think all of these games, as complex as they are with these characters, with all this rock, paper, scissors going back and forth and them all trying to jive together, maintaining hero balance, maintaining player balance the best you can, uh, doing your best to push down toxicity, all those things, they're, they're shared challenges across all these kinds of games. And it's hard. Like, it's freaking hard. They, they aren't doing it perfectly. League of Legends doesn't do it perfectly. And certainly Heroes of the Storm has the same challenges. So, so I don't, uh, I, I try to take this for what it is, which is this is probably not a problem you'll solve. It is a problem you'll certainly improve on, but this is not a war to win. It's a battle to, to, to fight and you'll fight it forever, uh, in my opinion, because this is just too complex and there's too many personalities and too many people and too many whatever. And I don't think it has anything to do with even with, with uh, population size. Um, I mean, clearly there are enough people playing the game where we get into matches now and uh, before any of these changes occur, we're just in like it's fast. I can't remember the long last long queue time we had. Uh, to me, that seemed, seemed like a really good indicator of population, but maybe they went too far that way to give us all those good feels until the game actually started and it was an unbalanced unbalanced mess. But again, to swing back to my whole point, I think I think this is just sort of welcome to M, to MOBA problems, and yeah. they'll they'll hopefully come up with solutions and stuff to fix or you know make it better. But I don't know that there's such a thing as a fix here. I think it just you either just make oh, it a little better I mean, here and there, and maybe it gets a little worse for a little while, then you make it better for a while. I, I think what, what makes this interesting is the combination of approaches, at least speaking from ranked. Because, again, ranked matchmaking is different than quick match. On some level, quick match is just like um, a bag of, like a plain paper bag, and your friend says it's full of M&Ms, but it might be stoned. I mean, you don't know what's in it. Like, at some level, that's the that's the agreement you're making. and. Yeah. Can, you know, if they were speaking quick match wise, but you know, in your ranked modes or when we play team league, you know, it's you know, right. hopefully we're getting an even match that as even as we possibly can. It's an M&M bag with a label on it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good comparison. I think yeah. you're taking that risk every time you don't have any idea when it goes your way, it feels good. When it doesn't, it feels bad. That's the other problem. There's kind of a binary sense happening, I think, with a lot of players. It happens to me, so I'll admit it. If we win, even if it's like a stomping and we win, it feels pretty good. I'm like, yeah, dude, take that, you bunch of losers. Like, that was awesome. You overcame adversity. Yeah, GG, uninstall. <laughs> good guys you are. And then the next game you play, the, the mentality flies the other direction. If they do it to us, suddenly we're all we think about is how broken this matching was. <laughs> right you're victims yeah now you're victims and so that's a natural human instinct and if blizzard does anything what i hope they do is figure out ways to curb that instinct in both directions so that it just is a more natural everyone's having a good time boy we just about won that and almost eked it out but you're not walking away going matching's broken like no more stomps would be good even when i win no more of those again i don't think that's a that is not an easy thing to do that's sure easy for me to say but man that must be hard to work that out we're not a bunch well, of robots I, we're all different i think you know? that all ties back to what they say constantly throughout this thing it which is the way we get this right is by people playing games right like at the end of the day that's how this gets better 
if you don't feel like you're playing at the right rank, you should play more games. Mm-hmm. If you feel like your MMR's off, you should play more games. If you feel like, gosh, I I I just don't think the system's working as intended. Mm-hmm. You should probably play more games because that's mm-hmm. how they find where you actually belong. Right. Your spouse is leaving you, play more games. Play more <laughs> games. It'll make you feel better. Yeah. Yeah, it'll help numb you to the reality of your life. Didn't it'll have dinner? Your... Play more games. <laughs> That's it'll right. Improve your relationship, MMR. Oh, of course. Absolutely. MMR stands for mostly match matched rigmarole. Matchmaking rating. Rating. It stands for <laughs> rigmarole. Um, yeah, that's where matchmaking is based on. There you go. Love algorithm. There you go. Uh, item three, MMR and rank d- d- decay. D- 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 yes! Uh, Bo's very excited about this. In fact, put in caps in the notes, will be instituted. Uh, (laughs) They talked about how that will happen and they plan to do it. And Bo, let me, I'm going to give you a scenario and you tell me if this sounds like what rank decay is. By the way, rank decay sounds like you're describing decay as being rank, but whatever. That's yeah, a real gross tooth. Yeah. Like, Ooh, you have rank decay. Um, (laughs) So if I said, uh, okay, if I leave, I go into the fridge. I'm like, oh, well, we had pizza last night. Let's pull that out and eat that pizza. And then I leave it out and I don't keep eating it. I just sort of leave it out and it sits and then it sits longer and then it sits longer. And suddenly for three days into it, the cheese is starting to grow mold. Like that's the idea, right? You're going to, your, your MMO, your MMO, your MMR is not a static number that once you reach a, high, a new height, you can walk away from it. It will stay. It's in not its a current. fresh pizza. It worked really hard. You know, as a dry toppings all piled together to be baked into a fresh pizza that stopped being eaten, decayed. So the only way you're going to get the, back that fresh pizza is to throw it in the oven for like six or seven days and work it back into an edible state, right? Yep, that's yep. that's the concept of decay, is that the people who are playing regularly are invested players. And so if they rank up, they deserve to play with other players who take their ranking competitive optional competitive play seriously whereas if you're someone who comes in and plays 10 games in a season uh you don't get to place as it's been reported in diamond yeah just because or in platinum even like it used to bug me i mean platinum used to be the top out like plat three Mm -hmm. and it used to bug me that like you know i've here i am i have three thousand hero league games logged almost three thousand hero league games logged in some schmuck whose account they've only played like 20 games and here he is <laughs> and i'm like he that and he doesn't know how to play but you know the perception is that we're of the same rank and i'm like well that's that's a little un- that for competitive that's a little unfair how do you guys feel how do you feel about started happening to masters sure sure seasons. what what if, what, if, really heard about what about this what if what if they told us this so that um the person who comes in and plays 10 rank games just so he can get his mount and places uh what if by the end of that season when they actually delivered our or you know whenever you get your i guess you get your rank right after your 10 but but yeah. at some point show your decay rate wouldn't that help motivate uh, some players like it would, i think it would motivate me if i saw that and went oh i lost this much because i just didn't play for two weeks i really yeah. should be playing i mean know? the thing here's the i mean we have a bit of a problem with rank mode in that we equate it with things like leveling up like, imagine you're logging into WoW for the first time, you enjoy the game, you really want to get to top level to enjoy all the end game content. So it's kind of this race. Mm-hmm. But that shouldn't be, you know, when you're 50 and you join 50 plus hockey league, 
You're not trying to be like, man, I really need to hit NHL level. <laughs> like you're just happy to play with people mm-hmm. and your rank is whatever it is, you know? And so we have this mentality like, Oh, I'm in silver. I should, I wish I was in diamond players be better. It's like the, the rewards being tied to where you finish is stupid and should be removed. You should just be playing, happy to be playing with people. And if that's your rank, that's your rank. And if you're better than that rank or you're trying hard, you will skill up, but you should be enjoying where you're at, not lamenting the fact that you're not at X rank. Mm. So, so that's how people should view ranked. And if they don't, then they're probably not going to stick around. So the decay helps because it keeps them on the bottom. (laughs) And then, and I'm sorry, but if you think you can play something competitively, even if there's no reward, like, playing competitively is the reward the fact that you're on a ladder is the point Mm. so there should be nothing in it for you other than proving your skill and moving up and for any game or sport or anything like that to do that requires time and investment yeah and so they can't offer they can't both be like come in and we'll give you a diamond rank it's a fun game with a competitive (laughs) environment and then just let people do it in 10 games in fact i think platinum still is too high i think everyone should start at bronze but that's me that would be my decision but certainly the lower we can squish that down great the more we can it's it's seen as punishment but we're not if you're not a ranked player then you don't need this yeah so be bronze <laughs> like it's and, and go nurture go have someone massage your ego like it's there's just you know this has been a big argument in uh overwatch of recent as well they they have a decay system actually a lot of yeah. people think it's not a good decay system I don't know the ins and outs or the the ups and downs of exactly how that works, uh, but uh, again, you know some of these problems that, that 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 we have and that others have with these games are, you know, problems across other Blizzard games, other titles that these games compete with. Like it's kind of an issue. The decay thing though is is new to me as a concept. So when this showed up in the in this post that they did, I went, I don't even know what that is. Like what the what the hell is decay? And you going back and forth on Slack and then talking about it here has certainly helped me understand that. But, I mean, John, how do you feel about that? How do you feel about the idea of your of your stuff, you know, going going a little sour if you leave it out of the fridge? That's <laughs> the way it should be. Uh, <laughs> I, I like everything Bo just said. That has been my stance since they announced how rank rewards were going to work. I don't think it's a good system. I've never thought it was a good system because it encourages people, like, They've already said, hey, we like the population the way it is. We like the curve of the population. Then why do you have a reward system in which you are only rewarding 3% of the player base? Like, why is that a system that you have decided to implement? That doesn't make sense to me. And maybe you want to say, well, we really value those players. Okay, great, but you're also not motivating anybody. And the the common theme that we're going to hit on throughout all of these, like I just said, is play more games that should be the goal the more people who play the game it means faster cues it means a more accurate mmr it means a better experience because there's a wider breadth of players for you to play against like it is literally the answer to almost everything we're going to talk about on this list is by people playing more games instead of saying well i did my 10 i'm out um that that is the solution to all of this And I like a lot of what Blizzard is saying, but I would say my only counter is that it's been a lot of like, well, here's how we're going to improve it, but 
not a lot of here's what's going to motivate you to play more games, despite that being the solution to this. Mm. Um, so I I think what Bo is saying is like pretty much spot on. I think they need to tear out the current reward system. Uh, if they're not going to replace it with something, fine. I Bo has a mentality that I think, and I'm seeing it in the chat as well, that is admirable, which is the, I play this game because it's a fun experience and I have a good time and I play for the competitiveness of the game. And to all of you, I say bully to you. Uh, that's fantastic. Um, I wish everybody felt that way. But you're not going to see a huge population of players play that because a lot of people play games for incentives and rewards and cool things to unlock and cosmetics are the motivating factor for a lot of people. I would like to see something that encourages more games played instead of, hey, you managed to hit a rank that maybe you don't even belong in. If I'm a silver player, I want to play good games and I want to get something out of being in silver. And to me, if they could come up with a solution where it's, you know what, play more games at your rank and feel good about it, that's what keeps me playing in ranked mode. And that's what keeps me from having to even care that there's a decay. Because I'll just keep playing at my level, happy as can be. And the more games I play, the better I'll do. And eventually I will be in gold or platinum and move up the way you're supposed to, rather than be a race to the top. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I guess. I, yeah, I, I still think that we get free stuff now with Heroes 2.0, and you get more XP for playing in the ranked modes than otherwise. And I mean, it's just a little too not visible. Um, but, you know, if you're to decouple rewards with playing, like, I just don't feel like you should achieve a certain point part of the rank in order to get a reward. Mm -hmm. So then it just means you're it's for participation. I don't know how else you could, you know, rewardify competitive. Versus, right, that's all it should be. It should be you so. played 10 games. It should be like this. You played 10 games. Here's your first mount for the season that we're giving out. You played 10 more, here's the first color variation of this mount that we're giving out for the season. Okay. You yeah, played 10 maybe. more, here's your third, yeah. so on and so on. It doesn't have to be insanely great, but now instead of playing 10 games and saying, well, I'm done, maybe now I'm incentivized to play 60 games a season. Well, part part of the reason I think you feel that way, and I think I agree, is um, that we've, we've all been, whether if not raised, certainly schooled in the world of video games are about progression there there was a time back in the day and it's still true if you seek them out but they're you know video games weren't tied to progression systems you didn't buy a first person shooter to level up uh to gain new abilities unlock new weapons you played to shoot stuff in front of you and then along comes something like call of duty 4 which changed all that forever there's no such thing as a shooter now that doesn't have progression built into it including blizzard's own overwatch you have to have some kind of progression i'm unlocking something i'm earning something i'm I've gained XP. I've done whatever it is. And RPGs have just sort of done that to the business. So everything it feels like, no matter what you go get now video for a video game, just about across the board, those incentives exist. Even if it's just at a baseline like Quest, that dumb farming game I play has quests in it. And I earned cool stuff I can't get any other way, so I do quests. Like, that's the modus of video games in the modern era. For heroes to continue to be compelling in whatever direction they want it to go, I agree 100% that they have to, they just have to adhere to the new world of progression. Whatever that is and whatever feels satisfying, and they fixed a lot of stuff with 2.0 in regards to how progression in this game was feeling, 
but they're the company of progression games. Like, I would argue World of Warcraft and Diablo, to some extent, changed the landscape so that we all wanted fat loot and rad XP in our video games forever and ever, no matter what the game was. And the more Heroes leads into that, the better I like it. So I, I would just add that, my own little thought to that. It's not really specifically aimed at anything Heroes does or doesn't do. I just, I just feel better in any video game when I log out and I got something for it. Even if it's fake digital something, I got it, you know. So anyway, yeah. I, I guess the conceit here is: is would it make it worth playing solo queue ranked? Because we're gonna play as much team league as we're gonna play because we have it scheduled and that's what we play. Yeah. But you know, solo queue, you'd have to be like, oh, I gotta play thirty games for this thing. I previously wasn't. Am I carving out you know thirty games for this? Mm-hmm. Like I just I don't know that it changes. I don't know that it changes that much behavior but it could be just me i could be completely wrong like we all have our own opinions and no one's really wrong here but i just think that playing a game is because it's fun and you know if you have to add like a is toy at the bottom of the cereal box because cereal's probably not that good or it's not that you know it's just (laughs) and that's it's you know it's like this that's my old-fashioned view it's just like if you got to add things to it that actually means shit yeah, because <laughs> you're you got to put an extra incentive on it, and and it's not just Blizzard; it's all a lot of games that do this kind of thing. Logged into Hearthstone for that Lunara thing, and Lunara, and I was like, oh, let me log in and get this. I got to win ten games. I wasn't going to play Hearthstone, so mm. no. And I <laughs> said, forget it. Like the incentive made me not want to get it. If that makes any sense. Well, so, there there is a balance. If it's done right, it should it should feel like I'm having a blast. How this should feel is I'm having a blast, and I earned this thing. Yeah. That's what I aim for in everything I play. Yeah. So, but but would you be playing thirty? Like you know, would you say you know what I'm going to play thirty games this week or this month of Hero League where I previously wouldn't? They're, they're uh, talking about incentive to play Hero League, and right? Like, I don't. I think the best incentive they could make is an environment where top streamers and people on Reddit are going. We really appreciate the rank system; it's consistent and fair. Mm-hmm. That makes me want to play a ranked mode in a game because I'm like. This is a good place for me to hang my hat. No, you're no, <laughs> I, I agree with that. Job it, one. If you're and saying if you're saying if I play 10 games, I get this rad mount, I like that. If you say I play 30 games because I can't stop because the ranking is or the matching is so good that I'm just having a blast every game. There's no it doesn't feel rubber bandy or overweighted on one side or the other. Like if if that is if that's the reality we're living in, yeah, that sounds awesome. But yeah. that's the thing is it's two things. There is the drive to push you into it, and there's the drive to keep going. I think they are two separate things, and I think you have to do both. And I think what they've discussed makes one half of that really compelling. I think it makes an environment that people are going to be more happy to play in, but I don't know if it drives new people into it. It could be wrong. It could all of a sudden explode and be great and everybody's super happy and all of that. But I don't know if anything that they mentioned says if you have convinced yourself that Hero League is not for you, you should give it another try because maybe it will be for you. Right. Uh, But we'll see. We'll see where it ultimately goes. And it's kind of like Scott said, if I saw my decay rating and it was getting bigger and bigger, that might be an incentive to get in, but that's a real negative incentive to get in. You know what I mean? I'd much rather right. them say, play these games and unlock cool stuff than look how awful your decay rating is getting. You should 
get in the game and play. Sure. It's kind of like, I guess so. yeah, I think people need, I think that's a player. I know Blizzard's got to make money and do things, but I think that's a perception player problem. Oh, it totally like, is. But can't, I, I, I can't, you know, you're going down, bud. Like, that's just how it is. Like, well, it's like and, that in any sport. And so, sure. But what the, I'm always the problem... a little bit like reticent to be like, let's make everything nice for everyone. I just want to know it what it is not just that it's happening that's all i mean with that like if they're gonna if they're gonna give me a decay rate i think which i think kind of started this little offshoot conversation yeah be cool if they showed me what that was and i don't think they have any plans to they certainly didn't say they did but so the rank points players who do not regularly participate in the given season will see decline in the rank points oh rank so if you're plat one and you didn't play for a month you'll log in and you might be gold five (laughs) sorry you didn't you have to put in 10 games a week in order to 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 secure that spot or else people who play the game more consistently who deserve that spot will take it i wonder if they're going to do anything with that visually though like if i go into the game other than going into a rank mode and seeing my big circle that now says gold instead of when it said diamond or said silver or whatever uh is that enough or will i will i in typical blizzard fashion would be i log in and some kind of animated thing goes and just shows me that i'm losing rank um, I don't know how they intend to do that, but I'm curious because it. They should definitely make it nice sounds like. You went down fifty points. Here's a skin. Yeah, that'll work. A little happy cartoon tooth appears and just slowly comes Oh, a tooth! That's a great idea. A little dancing tooth. Yeah, but yeah. But he's happy the whole time. He just that's, that, that's how we get this game. We'll get Scott voice back saying, "You've got rank to kill. Yeah, I've got, I've got a cavity." But but also like if if uh, if you get in and you're playing and you're like, "Oh man, I I was gone for three weeks and now I just want to go play," and you get those points back up, it'd be nice to know that that's happening at a rate that's yeah. You know, I don't know. Like you got to somehow not disincentivize me when I log in and go, "Oh my gosh, really? I was I was." Um, gold one and now i'm gold five f this i'm out like i don't want that to happen to people so it should also be pointed out they said that it was going to be very slow decay (laughs) and we don't know what that means because we don't have a frame of reference for it Mm. uh but Mm. you know it could be that we're talking about all of this and it turns out the people who wanted it are the ones who are upset because it's way slower than they actually wanted it yeah we they just might, we they, just don't know the direction it's going to ultimately they, they're probably being very tepid and careful with it as i as i would imagine anybody would be because they don't want to you know they don't want it to be too hardcore or else they're going to flip out most of the most of the player bases is, is it's got to be reasonable yeah true. you got to come up with something so they're probably going to err on the side of easing it in <laughs> and not jamming it in this is all sounding very euphemistic and i don't mean it to but uh uh, and, and it, it sounds like it's going to come in in conjunction with a bunch of other systems, which is next up. Here, here's how you do it. If you leave your chicken out overnight, that's fast decay. If you leave a banana out for a couple of weeks, it's eventually going to get brown, but you can still kind of eat it in those first week and a half or so. You can cut it up into a sandwich, too, and you won't notice Yeah, it. that's probably the one they need to aim for. Make a shake out of it or some at the end. The banana model, not the chicken yeah. model. Yeah, the chicken model, no good. But if you go, if you go with, uh, like, hot sauce that never needs to be refrigerated like a Tabasco, that thing can sit there. But I'd say about five years, you're going to have pretty stale hot sauce. They don't want to go that slow of a decay. So banana range is where we want this to be. We're adopting the banana model. Yeah, the banana model. That might be today's title, banana model, the banana model. It's pretty good. All right, what else? Uh, Performance-based matchmaking, they say it's still being fixed. It's not in the game. Quote, when we bring this feature back, we intend to add additional context 
about how point adjustments are determined, and it will no longer adjust point totals for Grandmaster and Master League players as the subset of players is relatively small. Uh, so there's that. Yeah. Uh, wish so there was. That's it's good because we want more. We want to know why we're getting the adjustments we're getting. Yeah, that's the big thing. And, and it yeah. feeds it feeds into this whole transparency thing about data yeah. and numbers, and that's good. I like. Well, it. we were just talking about incentives, and Scott, I know when we were getting going into that season where they added performance based matchmaking, both you and I were like, "Yeah, we're doing it. This is our time. This is going to be our season." And then all these problems happened, and they pulled it, and we were like, "No, it's no, not doing this. <laughs> it's going to be an off season." Yeah, so this is another one of those things that's a good incentive to get in. Yeah, because we were we were both like, "Yeah, I'm ready. We're going to do it. It's going to be great. We're going to find out where we land." Yeah. Oh, it's it's off. All right. All right. I'm not doing it then. Yeah, like like I know there are players. I just know there's a ton of players like me who, when they started playing this game, didn't know what the hell they were doing, and the more they played, the better they got. And now they feel like their numbers aren't, they're just jacked because they didn't come in a League of Legends master and then t- just play another mobile with all, you know, kind of with some of the same ideas and just adhere to it. I had to start kind of from nothing. And so I just always have this feeling. If you start ranking me on my performance, I'm going to do better. I'm going to place better. I'm going to play better. I'm going to be in better matches. So when they say that's ready to go, I was stoked. Like you said, totally excited. I know you were too. We were getting in. This was it. This is the time. And then when they yanked it and all the problems happened, I just, yeah, I don't, you know, that bummed me out. So I knew that they were still working on it. I think this has taken a while. I mean, when was that? Like before Christmas, wasn't yeah. it? This is this is kind of a freebie. This is like they get to add an extra paragraph into you know, <laughs> yeah. their development update. But it's not a bad it's not a bad thing. We were looking forward to having it in the game. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I think yeah. I think this actually hits on maybe where my head is mostly at not to totally bring us right back to the same thing, but I'll add to it is it's one thing to say, okay, I did what Scott's talking about. I played as a total noob, didn't know what I was doing, destroyed my MMR. And now I'm working on climbing out. And it's one thing to feel like I'm climbing out and that's a rewarding experience in some way, because ultimately that's the answer. I don't want somebody to just magically hand me. Well, you were a good boy this year, and so we're bumping you up to gold. Right. Like I don't, I don't need a third party to intervene, but I want me pulling myself out of that hole to at least be somewhat rewarding. Because right now it's not. Right now it's just like a constant reminder of the hole that I'm in. Yeah. And I think performance-based matchmaking is a good way to at least feel maybe a little better as you're trying to climb your way back to where you, you know, maybe Certainly. it'll be psychologically. psychologically validating to have you know like one of the most psychologically validating moments i've ever had in this game was i don't know why or how but when i was watching a replay of a game that went really badly this was early on heroes i found i was able to see the apm of the team because i wasn't sure if it was me and that's why i was going back to watch this replay and my apm was somewhere in the close to 100 range and the apm of all my teammates was like 30 to 40 i think it might have been a mod at once upon a time in alley or something and i was like validated mm-hmm. it doesn't matter how bad or what decisions i've made i'm like they're clearly operating at a way slower rate than i am and so i can point to the fact that i'm awesome i did my part and i feel like this system 
for those people who feel like they're below them where they should will hopefully offer some psychological comfort during their losses. And uh, when they get less points deducted because they performed well, even though they lost. Yeah, I agree. I mean, that was the goal. That was the promise of it. It's just, you know, having it be on the back burner or, you know, back in the shop is a little bit like, it's like, uh, it's the systems version of, uh, of Hanamura, (laughs) you know, like there was Hanamura played the hell out of it. Poof gone. We're working on it. And then, hide nor hair of of i don't even talk about that map anymore. they really took hanamura out for a long walk yeah <laughs> like, it did <laughs> like it's not taking your dog out for a walk it's it's approaching we let him go live on a farm level <laughs> right and what does that do to the value of this framed print i have of hanamura i don't know it like, makes it uh rarer <laughs> do you guys remember that though like we got those those were super yeah, cool and there was a nice gift but my wife was like Oh, he loves this. I'm going to go make I'm going to frame this. So she went and spent, I don't know what money on framing the damn thing. And I don't even no, play like that a, map. It's like, a, it's like a picture of a dead relative. <laughs> a little bit. It's like, I remember Hanamura. Oh, so a little dead bit. Dead relative you didn't even really like that much. You're just like, why do I have that? No, <laughs> don't be me. Don't speak disrespectfully about the dead. Come on now. Well, he's it's not dead. Back. You were raised better than that. He's on. He's coming back. Yeah, he's on life support in some ICU somewhere and. I can be as mean about Hanamura as I want. They agreed with me. They pulled it and it is coming back. They've talked about it a couple times. Yeah, they have. And then, and then, you know, I can always go, you know, play actual Hanamura and overwatch and remember how cool that place is. And, and then still think my print's cool and it's fine. My little psychological issues aside, it's, I'm sure it's coming along and it'll all be fine. But, but yeah, uh, performance-based matchmaking feels like that's, it's kind of sitting next to it in the back of the car and told to shut up for a while and we'll have to see how it goes. Uh, they also talked about new and returning player seating. They say we recognize that being placed highly when a player is new to ranked can lead to some less than positive experiences if they lack some of the more nuanced game knowledge necessary for success in that league. As a result, and this is the important bit, new players can no longer place higher than Platinum 5 at the end of their placement matches going forward. So if you are a brand new player, you are some hot shot from Dota 2, and you came over to this game, and bam, you ended up in Platinum 5, or higher than that, you can't do that anymore. You're gonna be you're gonna be lower. You gotta have some time in the game. Additionally, we believe the introduction of MMR and ranked decay will help account for players who take long breaks from ranked play. Uh, as such, these returning players will no longer be reseeded into placements based on their skill in in other game modes. So that's a that's a considerable change. Um, also seems tied to performance based matchmaking to me, in a way. Um. I mean, they're all part of the same game. So in one way or the other, these all affect Heroes of the Storm. But I guess, I mean, they that sounds like it has a little more to do with that. But thoughts on uh, that, Bo, especially at your rank? Uh, oh, this is great because it's below my rank. So perfect. Get yeah. down there. Yeah, stay down. <laughs> stay down there, buddy. I mean, they didn't get you into know? the details about how long it might take somebody to not be considered a new player anymore. Maybe it's the very next season. I don't know. Mm-hmm. They didn't say. So... Um, yeah, well, there's actually another part. I don't, I might not have put it in here. I'm sort of looking through my, the notes I added in here and I might just have to jam it in this one. Cause I think I forgot it, Jam it. In. but the, the other thing, the other thing that's coming to the game is that place, depending on how much you play placements might be as low as one game as well. Well, that's, that's right. Yeah. Depending on how much data. Yeah, I think I did, some you. reason I missed it. And it was one, it was the, my favorite thing. Top thing in this thing was. If you've played a sufficient amount of games last season, you will have one placement game. 
I like, like yes! the sound of that. Yeah. I yes. Like, this. like that is the best thing. And so again, this further incentivizes people who are playing regularly to play regularly because I'm getting, uh, I'm just getting a stable competitive environment versus folks who maybe they'd love to play it more often, but can't, but that's just the way the cookie crumbles. They'll have to fight an uphill battle. That's how it's going to be unless you can commit time to it. And mm. so, so I like this. I mean, the Platinum 5 is arbitrary. I just like it because it's below where I sit. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, that's selfish. You know, it's going to, there's going to be a bar somewhere. Like I said, I think it should be bronze, but they decided Platinum for now. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> and, and with, with rank, that should mean, uh, you know, it does get people who hotshots who come in and do 10 matches are going to get pushed down and are going to have to, earn their way to a place of prestige a mm-hmm. place called even diamond diamond mm-hmm. is so special diamonds are special yeah they are they're like you shouldn't uh, place yeah. in a place called diamond you have to go down the yellow brick road to get yeah to Dude, i would actually <laughs> argue platinum five is maybe too high really maybe I, I think so i think it's like silver gold maybe like yeah it, to and me, diamond are pretty precious metals yeah but think of what you're her... asking them though think about what you're asking them you're asking a really obviously a good well-equipped player to come into the game for the first time who you might be really excited to, to hear that he's finally left his his riot fort and he's over here to play blizzard games now and he gets to the end and he can't go any higher than like diamond one and he knows what the full ranks are i mean he'd be or not diamond, whatever. Let's say it's gold. Gold, gold one. Gold yeah, one. Yeah, that's good. That would it, piss him off, and he would leave. That's how, that's how it's been for the longest. It's been worse over there, I think, in legal land. Than oh, but like, it? that's the thing is, like, yeah. that's the curve. That's where the biggest population is. So to me, and I can see why they went with platinum five. If you are truly exceptional, you uh, you slightly dodge the biggest population and set yourself above. But to me, like silver, gold, and bronze, that's that's where you are <laughs> you know like that should be your starting point for this journey you're either in the higher range of uh the big populace the mid range or you're in the low range and now climb from here yeah for a new player yeah i think again. that's i think that's probably fine you know i was thinking about this this is a little connected blizzard has to be i think especially careful with this because it's their reputation on the line and their reputation is a good one for many years and I don't know. They 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 hold themselves to a little bit higher standard, but it's probably awful tempting for them to figure out ways to artificially incentivize incentivize players to keep going. For example, if I played one placement game tomorrow and it suddenly said, "Bling, you don't have to pay, play the other nine. Welcome to Diamond Two. Like, I'd freak out and play Heroes for the rest of my life, probably. Like, it'd be very <laughs> tempting to be going, "Yeah, dude, look what I did." Even though that could be a completely artificial thing for them to do to me, what not saying they're doing the next this. Eight, eight out of ten games because you replaced it properly. <laughs> right. Well, I do, mean, do you keep playing after that or no? Well, I mean, my point is, if they're going to fake that, they could fake the part about where I'm playing and I could be placed lower without knowing it. You know what I mean? Like, my point yeah. is, they would never do this. But if they if they did, this would be a real pooper for them. But I think it's tempting. Like, I am still angry at PUBG for their mobile port of that game not saying anywhere on anything during the playing of it, the starting of it, the making the account of it, any of it, they say nothing about you playing bots for your first five, 10 games, whatever it is. I still don't even know how many <laughs> games it is. Wow. So going in there and playing what you think is just a regular old public game 
and winning or coming close to winning, getting second and first in multiple games on a mobile platform. And you're going, what? How am I this good? Like you have this artificial sense of, I can't believe how good I am on the mobile version of this. This might be where I'll play this. And then you go on Twitter and you show screenshots and you're telling everybody how great you did. And then you start seeing posts from other people saying how great they did. And they're all the same. And you're like, wait, I play with you sometimes. And we're terrible in this real game when we play it on PC. <laughs> and then it starts to come out through some Reddit thing and then some leak or whatever that all of those are bots. And they were the whole time. And who knows how many games you have to play before that's not bots anymore. And they didn't disclose it. No, that's my problem. Tell me what I'm getting. And really be straight, honest about it. Like, so I kind of like the Chinese requiring... Chinese government requiring game companies over there, including Blizzard, to tell you what the chances of winning in these loot boxes are. Uh, I kind of like that. Like, I just kind of feel like we have a natural progression that we could switch to. I know a lot of people don't love this model, but like we have a pretty good understanding that roughly every three weeks or so we're going to get a new hero. That new hero is probably going to come with some skins that right now they charge money for. And that's how that's the only way to get them. And we know roughly how long that's going to take. So we know roughly what the release window is going to look like for a period of time. I genuinely believe that they could build some sort of battle pass system. Maybe even it's two tiers where you get the heroes as well, where you play you gain experience you gain more experience for ranked and higher competitive modes you gain far less for ai and you unlock rewards you know what you're getting and by buying into the battle pass which it would encourage all players to do instead of just okay i do like this skin enough to buy it have people work towards that there's your incentive to get into upper ranked modes and now i'm unlocking I'm unlocking stuff as I go and feeling rewarded no matter what's going on. Yeah. Like, I think there's a cool model in there that they could come up with um, that rewards just getting in and playing the game uh, without having to go back to loot boxes. Like, I think they could legitimately get away from them. Yeah. And I wouldn't necessarily, I know I was the guy that was like, loot boxes, loot boxes, but I wouldn't necessarily be opposed Well, to that's that. because you, you, you saw loot boxes as the, a step toward what you're saying in general. Which is, okay, better progression. I mean, that's really all we were asking for then. And we got that. And we I mean, I think, I think the thing that confuses me the most is why I play Fortnite. Like, that's <laughs> the thing that I'm confused by. I put in a ton of time into Fortnite, and I have no idea why. And I think it's because I bought this stupid Battle Pass thing. And I know that if I go in there and play a couple games, I make progress towards it, and I unlock some cool stuff. A lot of stuff I don't care about. Like, oh, my character throws their hand and a little stupid frog appears. Whoopie shit. I don't care. <laughs> like that. But for whatever reason, I'm still motivated to keep going in and doing it. And Heroes is a game I actually really like playing. Yeah. And they could put a mode like that in there and have me super excited and invested and playing a game I actually like for these same reasons instead of saying, oh, I'll go give that time to fortnite or something else yeah fortnite's weird freaking fortnite the game that was in eternal hell development delayed multiple times didn't even look like it was going to come out nobody cared total obscurity hey what if we put 100 people in there and only one wins let's do like that and then now it's the biggest damn thing in the history of the world and those PUBG guys are like what the frick just happened 
Anyway, that's not what this show's about. Let's also talk about a third band being added to the draft, currently planned to be added to the mid-phase band. They also commented that third bands should help curb new hero optitis or opitis, not opt. Opitis. That's cool. They're too much like Ron Howard. There you go. Nailed it. Opitis or opitis. Yeah. I think the the, the obligatory, <laughs> I got to chime in and say this two bands should be up front and not mid band. I think it's two bands up front is better than uh, two bands mid because you oh. spend your first two bands on OP heroes and then you'll spend your next band on something a little more considered and nuanced. Hmm. Uh, to me, mid bands means uh, we block two OP heroes, a uh, bunch of the big meta picks then were taken and we're just kind of, you know, making some, I guess some, there's some considered banning on the second phase, but mostly the stuff you didn't want to get through and play against uh, cut through. So. Makes sense. Yeah. I, I heard this. I was like, yeah, third band. That's awesome. And then I couldn't figure out why people were complaining. And then I read the arguments and I was, yep. I, I mean, it's better than end ban. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. <laughs> Anything's better than end ban. Freaking hate end ban. End ban would do nothing. No. Like, yeah. Put it at the very end. <laughs> Just yeah. as a punctuation mark to the draft. Yeah, the, 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 the meme would be everyone would, uh, team A would pick Cho, the other team would pick Gall, and it would just be the thing you did at the end of every game is ban those yeah. two idiots. Uh, there's also a hero swap feature for solo queue, lower priority on their list, but they want to address this lower priority on their list because they want to address this. Uh, <laughs> that's one way they of putting it. Yeah, maybe my writing is not great, but they, <laughs> they said they also might just experiment with free select in Hero League. Yeah. Like in Team League. So <laughs> so when you queue up, you better be there and you can insta-lock your Genji right oh away. Gosh, I don't know. I like it. Do you? Make it, make it violent and bloody. Uh, I feel like you're, <laughs> when you got open comms, you're asking for, it's just a bad combo. I don't know. Everybody said the open comms was All the people who pull crap well. like that are going to lose games and decay and go down and all the people who don't pull crap like that are going to go up. That's no, the I, I agree. I agree. I'm just saying, initially anyway, when you have now this new world of open communications and people locking in early with their shit picks, that's just going to cause some consternation that we didn't used to have. It's probably not a good idea. I'm going to go out and let <laughs> and say, let's do consensual Euro swapping yeah. and not John Savage <laughs> draft world. <laughs> Savage I wonder why I'm run. a fan of the idea of just like, no, everybody go at once to see what happens. Everybody try to lock your hero immediately. Yeah. yeah I mean, I've, I, enough, I've had enough of that in, in league. Mm. And there's also, there's also it, when you play regular games, there's Dibsies and the free pick. So whoever writes mid first should get the mid, but they're, they're later in the pick order. Yeah. So then someone earlier picks mid and that game is, it's done. Yeah, you might as well just disconnect that. <laughs> it's that person who called mid first in their chat uh, is not going to be happy. Yeah, because they they did zoots. So let's not do that. Oh, none of that sounds good. Everything you just described makes my head hurt. Uh, new heroes. They have acknowledged that Maiev, very specifically in this text, Maiev and Phoenix were too strong on release, which many would agree. Uh, balance patches uh, are scheduled now every two weeks to keep the game from seeing too many changes all the time. Uh, nothing meaty here, just you know, acknowledging they're going to do better. I I appreciated this bit, um, and they've addressed it before about you know hero releases and that sort of stuff. But the fact that these last two heroes were so ridiculously OP 
in the shadow of their public comments about trying to curb that, like the 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 YouTube video of him and him and Jimmy John, the other guy I forgot his name, uh, talked specifically about this, and then and then right under the nose of that, <laughs> these two heroes came out way op, and that's fine, but uh, yeah, they gotta they gotta stop that. And for lots of reasons. Number one, they're too OP. Number two, they get banned automatically, which is already a problem even when they're not OP because people don't know what they're like yet, so they get banned anyway. And then uh, players get hooked on their OPness. And once you've been hooked on an OPness, you can, you, it's hard to go back because then you're like, oh, Phoenix is lame now. I don't want to play Phoenix anymore. You like, need a doctor to unhook it. <laughs> right. Don't get it. If Listen, ask your doctor if OPness is right for you. So the point is, Use <laughs> the point. The point is, Phoenix Maev, they're going to try to not make that happen again. So maybe more more buffs at launch and less less nerfs. Who, who knows? Hopefully they don't go too far the other way either because that's not fun either. I mean, they basically said like, hey, we need people to play these heroes to know where they're going to land. So sorry, they're still going to be in there. They're going to be as they're going to be. We need you to play them before we know what to do with them. Yep, so. yep well said. Uh, toxicity, they have a new AI thing. Kind of a system to validate player reports. Uh, they expect it to roll out soon. Penalties will now ramp from silences to suspensions and bans for repeat offenders. They will now send in-game notifications in addition to emails to communities warning or to communicate rather war- uh, communicate warning and penalties in the game. So yeah. it's good to always address the toxicity issues. How they're gonna rather than longer silences. I think I left that part out. Like usually you'll get one day silence, two day silence, four day silence, eight day. Now yeah. it's just going to upgrade to suspension and bans. Yeah. Uh, they also address loss prevention, which is always something I enjoy at a airport. Uh, as part of the way to address in- uh, intentional AFK and feeding, they are deep into development on loss forgiveness features, which will mitigate uh, ranked point deductions for players who lose a game due to another's failure to participate. The lever guy taken off will be penalized for the loss and repeated offenses will result in harsher, harsher penalties, but also you should not be dinged as hard. Yeah, that's uh, welcome news. Yeah, Definitely I agree. That. Totally yeah. agree with that. So all things that have, like, if you look back on all this, like all things that if you've logged in on Reddit on any given week have made front page, have been griped about. All very prescient topics that speak to people. And who knows where they're going to land, whether it be a success or not. Mm-hmm. But it was great to see some acknowledgement that some considered acknowledgement and discussion about all these things. I think it was, it's about time. It's about time. Oh, I saw Jim Rayner in, uh, I don't think this is a spoiler. Saw Jim Rayner in uh, Ready Player One. He had a, he, oh, had, yeah. he had a big moment he in that thing. Heroes uh, Jim Rayner, too. Yeah. He wasn't uh, StarCraft Jim Rayner. Yeah, he had the, the Captain Rainer. America stuff on him, um, his skin or whatever. Like that was that was totally Jim Rayner from Heroes. I was. Sad. It looked like was that the character or was was the guy who was playing the Jim Rayner the the shitty guy who was dating the his his aunt. Oh, that was what it looked like to me because he <laughs> didn't he explode and then it cut to that crappy guy and he was like, "Oh man, Rayner dead." Oh, maybe. Now that you say that, now I'm annoyed. I, I know. He was I was a, like, "What a great character!" And then they make this like biggest dick of the movie. That was thing. a weird. That was a weird uh, role for that guy because he's he's been in a ton of movies lately and on like Game of Thrones and like big time TV shows and stuff. 
and it's always like super serious, like big roles and stuff. And then this thing, he's just such a dweeber. Like yeah. what a weenie in that thing. But anyway, yeah, he uh he sucked. Uh but the the Rainer moment was great and the all the yeah. tracer stuff and just like blizzard stuff in general. I saw uh a Grom Hell scream walking around the battlefield at one point. It was a big old Protoss walking around. Yeah. It was weird. As soon as I saw like movie Protoss, I was like, Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> movie Protoss <laughs> makes you realize, oh, these guys, these are there it's an inconvenient fashion sense they have. Like, yeah, nothing about this works. No. Well, they, it's because they have psi energy. The whole thing's in place. Like, but you put them like on a subway, and you're, I haven't you're seen st- the movie yet, so I'm just imagining. Like, yeah, I wonder what you'll what think. I, I'm curious what you'll think about it. I really enjoyed myself. I thought it was a whole lot of fun. It's not, you know, serious cinema by any stretch. Sounds like a lot of people whose opinion I think would be close to mine enjoyed it. So yeah, I actually walked away going that was okay, which was huge for me because I couldn't finish the book. Yeah, um, it's. A, I mean, I, yeah, I I, I, I did not yeah. like that book. I'm with you in that it's like, it's just overload on. Hey, remember this? It's just the member berries on fire. Like it's oh, well, the, it's the Ready thing... Player Member Baby. The thing that the movie gets away with that I couldn't forgive in the book is when I read the book, I felt like the author was constantly going, huh? Huh? Uh-huh. Yeah. Hey, yeah. hey, yeah, we're alike, you and I, huh? Yeah. And it just drove me crazy. But in a movie, you have to fill those scenes with something. Yeah. And I'm glad that they had licensed things to put in there as opposed to like, here's generic barbarian and mm-hmm. weird worm man. Like, it just, it's like when people invent fake products for movies that are clearly supposed to be a different product. Yeah. Like here's soda cola, you know, and it looks exactly like Coke and you're just oh, like, cuke. Yeah. But here's, here's the problem with doing a, I am, and, and sorry, chat room, we're going off on this tangent a little bit, but uh, the, the thing that I, liked about it is also the thing that kind of bugged me about it you had actual references actual pop culture stuff actual stuff on screen but then it became very glaring that in a future where everyone's obsessed with those things uh-huh. that there's certain i won't say which ones because i'm not i don't want to spoil stuff but there's stuff that would be there absolutely in fact prominently there that's just not there yeah, Marvel didn't take off in the Ready Player One. Universe. No, neither did Star Wars. Neither did uh, Transformers. <laughs> there's no, Star Wars. no, there's no Star Wars. I mean, there may be a reference or something or a sound effect here and there or whatever, but they maybe, don't have the rights. Maybe somewhere in the middle, Disney became Nazis, and so their stuff was no longer allowed to appear in. Sure, but they had, you know, yeah. they got the rights to use Battletoads and and <laughs> oh, freaking okay. Halo and and all this Blizzard stuff and. Back when I when I talked to Metzen about the trailer, he I don't know if you guys remember him saying this, but he was like, "Yeah, I I saw tra- a tracer in there, but I thought they were just going to use an orc before I left. But there wasn't a lot of talk about anything else." And now, after seeing it, there's like I don't know, yeah, twenty Blizzard, Blizzard characters. They're all over the place. Prevalent. In yeah, that. yeah. I could. It felt like Blizzard DC. Blizzard and DC were the big winners in the let's put cameos in there because there was like three harley quinns running around and like four jokers but yeah um yeah blizzard was all over that all over the place it was fun to see it's where it's it's a better i think a better movie than the book because there's so much you can do visually and despite the fact that it's missing a ton of stuff it also put in some things that aren't in the book uh the second the second contest for example i thought was awesome that was my favorite part of that that was awesome so good and if you think about spielberg's relationship with the director of the thing that they were having fun with 
they were real life friends and like all that stuff felt I don't know. That was awesome. That whole bit was great. Anyway, it's worth seeing. Go see it. If you want to see Jim Rayner in his hero's outfit on top of a, a thing with his with his face guard up going, yeah, with a gun, then I got good news for you. That's what's in there. Movie Rayner looks a little weird, too. While we're talking about movie versions of characters, I saw him and I was like, he looks better in the game. Yeah, he does. I mean, I don't know. It was weird. Like, Tracer looked fine. 100% fine. Yeah. Um the Ryu character from Street Fighter, he looked fine. But then there were some where I was like, like the Grom Hellscream looked a little weird. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know. It was weird. It's like some bad cosplay, digital digital cosplay. Uh, hey, there's a Reddit AMA, by the way, uh, where you're going to get way more of this sort of stuff. It will happen Pacific, uh, Pacific time on Friday at 10 a.m. this Friday, April 13th. That's tomorrow. And they're going to answer questions for about two hours. So in addition all to all of this. All about Ready Player One. Yeah, all about Ready Player One <laughs> and how they got Jim Rayner in there. Uh, it'll be a great deal. Um, all right, let's talk quickly about the patch that happened. We had a big one. Uh, Sylvanas changes. John, let's talk about Sylvanas changes. The Black Arrow okay. changes are pretty significant, um, but yes. you didn't seem to have a problem with them. So tell us about them. What's going on? So they are upping her damage, which I'm always all about. Uh, but the big change that everybody's talking to, and this needs some clarification, um, is that her, her special abilities will no longer shut down structures, uh, which means you can't use her withering fire to shut down structures. You can't use her, her basically her QWE. Mm. That's not going to shut down structures. Her auto attacks will still shut them down. So the limitation they have put in place is that she now needs to move within uh, auto attack range and be auto attacking the one thing she wants to, to shut down. There's no more shutting down everything with a really good haunting wave or shutting down two things at the same time because you're auto attacking one and you're queuing the other uh, and her positioning has to change along with it as well. Mm. So I'm, it's I'm... a... Hold on, Bob, before you go on the warpath. It's a it's a nerf, but it's not as big of a nerf as some people thought. Right. Okay, Bo, tell me why you're sad. No, no, I was going to say I'm glad people pointed out to me when I posted Great Black Arrows going away that the thing you said about auto attack still doing it. Because the way it was worded, I missed the word abilities in there. Mm. And I just thought it was completely removed. And I went to Twitter and went, yeah! <laughs> And then yeah. people were like, Happy. people were like, no, no, but basic attack still do it. And I was like, I feel like Scott when he played PUBG on mobile. Yeah, <laughs> you've been, you've been screwed. You didn't know you were playing bots the whole time. Yeah. yeah. So, by the way, by uh, the way, I should follow. I didn't finish my old point on that. That PUBG experience made me not want to play that ever again. Even though I got immediately into Fortnite on mobile to see what they were doing on mobile and got my ass handed to me. At least I was like 45th and I went, well, that feels good because those were people <laughs> not some dumb bots anyway sorry go ahead continue what were you saying <laughs> oh i mean just exactly that i, I mean I, I feel like i don't want sylvanas in my game still yeah but <laughs> like right. i love sylvanas i just hate i just hate it i just over time i've developed this yeah this dislike for the idea of turning off structures it's just too op they only have one gun on them to begin with Mm -hmm. we don't need a hero who completely just makes that thing like i think every time i see it's like minute 
second 20 and I see some stupid portrait in some bottom lane somewhere and I'm like Ugh. like it's just like it's, it's whether it's good or bad or not who cares it's just an annoying thing to have to look at no you really <laughs> can't hear it when you're playing with you as somebody who plays with you yes. when Bo sees Sylvanas doing that his he, he could be in the most jolly jovial mood and then all of a sudden it's just gone and he's just like there's Sylvanas down there. Shooting tower. Yeah, look at me. I'm Sylvanas. I'm shooting tower. I'm good at this game. <laughs> you know, like, yep, that's it. Bring yeah. off. He doesn't love it's, it. It's, I really don't like it. You sound it. like Ricky. Really, yeah, you're like Ricky. All really of a sudden. chives my burlies. Chives your burlies. Whoa. I could go for a it good. I don't know what that is, but it doesn't sound good. Burly, burly and chives. Mmm. Uh, let's see. Phoenix. Many, many nerfs. Uh, we're not going to go through them all, but he got nerfed. Uh, some would say hard, but a lot of people are saying it feels good and he's still competitive and fun. And, uh, you know, I've, I've yet to try him since the change, but uh, he needed nerfs. I mean, he was ridiculous just playing with Bo. Bo is a monster on this. Guy. I still think he's going to be ridiculous, too, after this. Like, it's, yeah. it's crazy. It feels it's like he's, nuts. yeah, it feels like he's going to see maybe a few more changes at all. I don't think there's a place where Phoenix gets, it becomes, unusable without him just like being awful at the same time yeah. like he has such a good kit that i just they would have to nerf him to the ground for him to not be at least decent yeah he'd have to put out damage numbers that are like like lucio's healing numbers to be like his, <laughs> his first five hits heal the enemy team yeah <laughs> Yeah, I like it. Uh, the Planet Cracker heals all enemies in its path. <laughs> there we go. He's balanced. I like we get it. it. I like it. Uh, Hanzo, level four serrated arrows nerfed. Uh, this talent used to be a mega clear for camps and health-based objectives and stuff, and that's no longer uh, such I mean, a good thing. We say it. used to. It's it's less. You might still be good, but yeah, you can like almost one shot and not like a knight, one of those you know, th- no siege giants mm-hmm. with one W. Yeah, but it's, it's ridiculous. Watching very carefully or closely the changes with Hanzo and Overwatch because I I'm I'm just I want to see the experiment that is will they move some of that over to heroes or not because he's getting rid of his ricocheting arrow thing completely hmm. and his current uh, PTR build is a very different thing and I'm just I don't I don't I you know there's no reason why they would move it to heroes but I, it'll be the first case of major hero change. Did they say a reason why they're getting rid of it? Is it just because it's too random? Like sometimes it does nothing and other times it just one shots you? They were. The problem is people are getting really good at like shooting it right in front of your feet and you, no matter who you were, you were just dead. Getting hit with all the arrows, right? Yeah. Yeah. Which the I don't idea know. being is no mere mortal should be able to be so good. As Basically. All the arrows and it's like super easy to do in Heroes of the Storm. <laughs> they should get rid of my, it in this game. <laughs> my, uh, my son, Nick, loves Hanzo, and he's super sad about these changes, but um, uh, fine, it's fine. He'll be fine. Yeah. Well, they captured Hanzo properly because he's maybe the only hero in this game that every time he's there, I'm just like, God. <laughs> yeah, he's a butthole. I, he's I a- just don't like him. He's so far away, I can't hit him when he can hit me. Then when I do finally move in and hit him, he's like, whoa, jumped over a wall. Yeah. And yeah. he does that thing, like players do it, and I'm making it worse by telling people they do this, where they hold down their cue and they just spin him in a circle. <laughs> he's like a ballerina. Like, the way ah! his, his footstep animation starts to speed up, and he's like, la, 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 la. his reveal arrow thing is better than Tassadar's. Like, he's just, he's a 
He's a dick, that Hanzo. I hate him. I hate yeah. him so much. So he, uh, but he is really satisfying when you kill him. It feels real good. Oh, man. Just taking a Hanzo out is a really great feeling. Chen got Hanzo some is. small buffs. However, Bo, got to ask the question. Were they, are they enough for you to want to get, these, you know. These changes are, <laughs> <laughs> are a good start. But that's like the biggest thing. It's just like spotting a unicorn. I think we see these chin buffs and we're like, yes! And we're making a bigger deal out of them than they are. But it's still pretty good. The big one being at level 7, uh, the shield will provide 30% uh, spell armor. If you take, I can't remember what the name of the talent is, the one that gives you a reset if you get interrupted. Mm. Which 30% is nothing to shake a stick at, especially since... You can get a permanent shield with the freshest ingredients talent, which no longer has a cap. Mm. So before his rework, he had a fun build where you could go infinite on globes and get like you could your regeneration was a hundred hit points per second. So in ten seconds you could recover a thousand. Maybe if you had five thousand in the late game, you could just self heal in like 30, 40 seconds, and that's surprisingly easy to do when you have a shield over top of your health. So. Um, I don't think it's going to be very likely, but it's still fun for us Chen players to get those things. So yeah, Hooray! Scott, you guys are out there. You guys exist. People like Chen. I like and, playing and when more, you and more, please, more, please. I like when you are Chen and we play with you. I think that's fun. But I'm terrible at Chen and probably never will be good at him. Who knows? Uh, sixteen other heroes saw changes overall, uh, or sixteen total anyway. You can check the balance patch notes for more details on the official site. And uh, you should. You should be checking those anyway if you're a dedicated player of Heroes of the Storm, a MOBA by Blizzard Entertainment. Okay, uh, before we get to emails, real quick, a reminder that on Saturdays, uh, the, the crew here, the core crew, all three of us, plus Kristen and Kyle, uh, delve into a Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition uh, thing that we do every week. And it's awesome. And you guys should be watching us do it. Bo is the DM. The rest of us play within his playground, and we have a, a total blast. Last week was super interesting. And went places no one expected, including me, funny enough. Um, so if that intrigues you at all, go check it out. Therewillbedungeons.com. And uh, you can find it on Twitter at therebedungeons.com. We had to shorten it or else it said there will be, what was it? Dung. There will be dung. <laughs> so we had to take that word out because of character limits. Uh, but anyway, go check that out. You guys will have a really good time. We're having a blast. It's this Saturday, 3 p.m. Mountain Time, right here at frogpants.tv if you want to watch it live. A lot of you uh, hear us on both shows, and so we're happy to have you there. Tell your friends, bring your friends, and check it out. Uh, Therewillbedungeons.com for all the details. A quick email from Brodus. Brodus? Brodus, probably. Uh, he says, gentlemen, I've been listening since the beginning of the instance. Whoa. This goes way back. Says, in fact, I feel like I'm on the instance. <laughs> oh, I'm like, make my camera. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, that's awesome. Hold on. Let's get closer on my screen. There you go, everybody. Look at Bo. Man, you have, you've had silky, fresh skin, Bo. It's really impressive. Yeah. It's the webcam. It's, it's a lie. I'm ruddy. Fake news. This is why Zuckerberg had to have a hearing. Uh, I swear. <laughs> Uh, gentlemen, I've been listening since the beginning of the instance. In fact, the Gmail account and contact for the instance lists Andrew as the name. Oh my gosh, that does go way back. Imagine my surprise this cold April night when I logged out of WoW, where I'm trying to level an alt in time for BFA, to find a Deckard Kane intro video on the Heroes feed. Looks pretty cool, even wants to tell me a story. 
who wants to go back through the shows and see which predictions you guys had for his abilities have come through. Sadly, with a five-year-old and a two-year-old, I will not be devoting time to that. Love the show. Uh, please keep Dear Martha's coming, both written and verbal. Brodus. Or Brodus. Uh, all right, here's the deal. Bro, you missed the opportunity. Brodus. Brodus an email. Yeah, you... <laughs> <laughs> anyways carry on no it, listen we Pardon. you fixed that by, you dived backwards and you took the opportunity and I, I appreciate it um so here's the thing with uh with that i know that we on this show predicted the stay a while and listen ability almost down to the exact functionality of it however i don't think it was that hard to do that in fact i'm pretty sure carbot did it uh, it may have been before or after us doing it. I don't even know. But he had this idea for a stay and well and listen uh, ability, which is essentially the same as what we described. There have probably been, without knowing this, but I, I'm willing to guess at least if you dug around the internet, you'd find 20 or 30 more references to people who thought of this as part of his kit long before they announced him as a character. So I don't think it's fair we take credit, especially for that one. And as far as I know, I don't know of any of the other abilities if we call those out or not. But it was actually there was a really interesting thread on Reddit a couple like right after the announcement. Somebody went through because Blizzard did that thread. If you remember where they said, hey, submit your ideas for Deckard. Somebody went through and tallied them up and put percentages on what percent of people's creations got specific moves correct. Wow. And uh, it was it was fascinating. There was like one person for everything. Really, Even including the weird triangle seal. Somebody picked that as a move. It's just one person, but somebody put that in Reddit as a move at one point. Even that dumb, uh, I shouldn't say dumb. Some people think they kind of phoned in the other alt, the, the other alt in the game, the, the Lornado uh, deal. Lornado? Lornado. Yeah, that was predicted as well. They predicted that. Wow. Well, because it was, I guess, because it was part of that April Fool's Day joke. Oh. So there was actually a history for that. Right, that makes sense. I I forgot about that. That there would have been. Uh, yeah. Hang yeah. on. Bring it. I think I found the thread actually. If you wanted that. Do you have it? Hold it on over. Yeah, I'm putting it in the Discord. Uh-huh. Let's take yeah. a look there. Sixty. So in Blizzard's Kane, sixty-one percent of concepts made Decker Kane a support hero. So two thirds of the people who made concepts that this guy researched going back to November 2016 made him a support. Wow. Thirty-six included a healing potion. 66% included a Herodric cube. Um, 11% had some form of gems for the Herodric cube. 66% had stay a while and listen as a CC ability. 83% of concepts included identify, which uh, is only a talent. Mm. Kane. Mm-hmm. One concept for Lornado <laughs> and one concept <laughs> for Scroll of Ceiling. Hmm. Different than the guy who came up with Lornado. Yeah, Lornado... I, I'm torn on Lornado. Like I I'm, hope his his. Oh yeah, let's stick on Lornado. I just I, like. I think I. Head, I think yeah. I like it. I think I like it. But then I kind of think it's a little. Uh, you, you know weird. what? You know what it's like. You know on on Sky Temple, yeah. the boss there instead of nailing you to the ground with the tangle. Yeah. There's that annoying little, freaking, tornado <laughs> that it puts you into the yeah. circle of stun. It's like they're like, let's just take that and put books. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like. Yeah. yeah, but now you get to be the person doing it. In the past, I was always the one that was like, this 
freaking tornado will not leave me alone. Yeah. Now I Planet get to Cracker, be the Lornado. It's just a little phoned like, in, though. They can't all be winners. Lornado's a great. It's, I think it's fine. I'm just saying it feels phoned in. It's like, well, what else does Deckard Kane do? I don't know. He reads books. What if books they were could have done Lore Cracker, and it's the same thing, but just books flying with the laser. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, that would be great. I'm uh, very excited for him. He's not. When's PTR date for him? Next week? Uh, don't uh, we don't know. We, we, we have no idea when he's coming. Because he's not in there yet. I know that because I went and looked. But um, yeah. I, I didn't know a little bit of math. Um, because he said this guy didn't want to go back. His lazy emailer, Brodus. Yeah. He didn't want to go. Sorry, I'm not I'm just joking around. I'm not actually but his lazy emailer, since he's raising two kids, didn't want to go back and listen to 187 hours, assuming all of our episodes are were 90 minutes in length, which they often are. Yeah. 187 hours of our shows to find out. Oh my gosh, no, dude. I don't think I'd ask anyone to listen to 187 That's hours. That's slash played on our show, isn't it? That's what yeah. that is. Remember when our show was going to be 40 minutes? Mm -hmm. I remember that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, We were going to do John's right. John's right. We were planning on hour. No, no, no. (laughs) No, no, no. This is how it works. We have three guys that want to talk about stuff. There's no way around it. I was wrong and silly to think that we could do it. Um, Also, the game ended up the game ended up providing us with more to say. Like, in my mind, it was like, well, it's different than an MMO or something where you could really go into depth on a million systems or whatever. But it turns out this game is pretty thick, too. So I think that's the main reason. How many hours is that? 180 what? 187 hours and 0.5. That divided by 24. That is 7.79 days of recording. Wow. Think of that. A week, Sunday to Sunday, plus some extra time. Of all of us sitting around doing nothing but recording a podcast solid for seven days. It's big for me. I know your TMS numbers would put us to shame, but still. Oh, I don't even want to know. If I could slash play it on everything I've ever done in the last 10 years of podcasting, it would be disgusting. (laughs) The the universe would fold in on it. It'd almost be like it was your career. Yeah, it'd almost be like that. Well, I mean, I'm almost 1,500 episodes of that show. Let's see. Times. Oh, this is going to be bad. Two hours, times right? 1.5 hours average is probably oh, okay. longer in some Nine cases minutes. so that's 22 okay so divide that by 24 <laughs> 93.75 straight days wow not three months of not moving and on mic the entire time yep. that's that's not i even... like to think of these things in the context of a full-time job so like 40 hours a week yeah like how many weeks of work were your job 7.5 hours of work time. I don't want to look yeah, at that either, to be honest. I think, I think that's going like, to... It's like a year. Much, someone's full-time job for a year would probably just be to listen to your show. That's going to be bad to even do that slash played. I don't want to know. Uh, but hey, if you want to send an email into the show, it's so damned easy. Core at heroesforyou.com. That's core at heroesforyou.com. And you too can be like Brodus. That's going to do it for the show. A reminder that if you like what we do here on Core... You can support us for doing it. Patreon.com slash core show. Huge thanks to everyone who does. And if you uh, are considering it, take that leap. Like imagine a, imagine a buck. A buck is nothing. Just do that. We're cheaper than just about anything you can buy these days. Like you can't even play video games for less than like 50 cents anymore uh, if you're in an arcade. So, you know, a buck. Imagine that. Patreon.com slash core show is where to go. And our website is core or sorry, heroesforyou.com. Don't forget also that you can join us in the game. We don't mention this as much as we used to, but until they have a client system, may as well mention it. You can slash join Frog Pants and play with us and other people in the community. Always a good time in there. 
And uh, find us on Twitter, Core Heroes, Scott uh, Johnson, John underscore Jagger, and Bo Schwartz. There's no uh in the middle of Scott and Johnson. I screwed that up. Scott Johnson, one word. That's it. Uh, professional podcaster right here, folks. All right, that's going to do it for us. For me, for Bo, and for John, we'll see you next time. <laughs>